Howdy ho, this is Michael Sparks, Entrepreneur Show, Episode 1. Our goal is to give you a spark of an idea that will turn into a wildfire for you on your journey to freedom through entrepreneurship. My goal is to help struggling entrepreneurs find their mettle and push through the struggles to find more joy, prosperity, and better health. Episode 1 will give you a little taste on how we got started entrepreneurs over 20 years ago with my background and why I'm so passionate than ever to be an entrepreneur. Today's show is brought to you by lube-direct.com, AMSOIL independent dealer and direct jobbers, Michael and Alicia Sparks. To learn more about this exciting opportunity, products, and business opportunity, visit www.lube-direct.com. Entrepreneurship and sales, really? I never, never in my life would I have ever dreamed of that I would be in sales and started a business. Just wasn't something on my radar way back as a young adult. But over time, that spark hit me and uh, it grew into something that uh, I've been doing now since uh, 1999. So we're going to talk about how how it began and uh, what I've been doing in my uh, entrepreneurship, my businesses that we have. And uh, hopefully it uh, give you a little bit of background on myself. Uh, in about 1997, I remember I was going to, I had gotten out of the military and I was going to school to... Uh, become a machinist. See, I'm a grew up in a blue collar family, and everybody in my family worked in factories and and whatnot. And so, I always had an interest in making things, and making things out of metal sounded pretty cool. So I went to school to become a machinist, and uh, I've been in school for probably about uh, about a year or so. And uh, I remember I was on my motorcycle. I was here. This is in Alabama. Uh, Anniston, Alabama area, and I was going to school down there, and and I remember being on my motorcycle. It was a beautiful day outside, and and I was just thinking to myself, you know, I I need a hobby. I need something that's a hobby that I could do, but one that didn't cost money. And so I went into a books of million books a million, and I remember perusing the aisles and. I landed across the uh, finance and investing aisle. And I started looking like, oh, that's interesting. I could uh, do investing and that makes me money. It doesn't cost me money. And I picked up a couple books. I remember um, one was the Susie Orman book back then. And, and then I found a couple others on uh, uh, how to trade stocks. That was going to be my thing, trading stocks. Because this is in the 90s when the online uh trading started the platforms ameritrade and and uh, scott trade and all that stuff so I, I started reading those and got a real interest in getting out of debt and and doing that as far as a hobby and uh, we paid off a bunch of bills and and did that whole uh you know i'm debt free type stuff we weren't totally debt free but just started working towards that i've always had an interest in money anyhow um and we did have some savings back in those days but um uh, that's really kind of where it started. I, I started doing that, and then um, 
I had decided that I did not want to be a machinist for the rest of my life. I had a couple of jobs that I did and I stood behind a machine for eight hours a day and it just, I said, I, I will go crazy if I have to do this. So, you know, I'm about 27 or 28 at that, at that time. And it's like, there's no way I'm going to do this for the next 20 or 30 years. Um, I would, I would hate, I would just hate it. And, uh, so I was, we were sitting outside one time and this guy drove by an uh, older gentleman, uh, and, uh, we always waved at him and everything. We stopped and we said hello and introduced himself and he had a lawn care business. And so I'd always see him drive by with his, with his lawn trucks and everything. I said, well, yeah, you know, if you ever need any help, you don't holler at me. I'd be glad to come help you. And, uh, he <clears throat> came by about a week later and said, no, oh, my grandson, uh, bailed out on me. You think you'd be able to come help me do uh, the weed eater? And I said, "Well, sure, I would. That would. I'd be glad to come help you on the weed eater." And uh, he says, "Okay." So he says, "Tell you what." He says, "I'll. I'll uh, I don't know if this sounds fair to you, said, but I'll, whatever we make every day, I'm going to pay you, and uh, I'll pay myself uh, one third. I'm going to pay the equipment one third, and then another third goes to you for whatever you do, and pay out at the end of the day." cash cash money oh awesome and uh so i sat there and and started working with this guy and he was in his 80s he was 82 years old and had 70 lawns that he was doing himself his name was marvin kick and uh he was really an interesting cat and he was actually doing stock market stuff as well uh he would have the newspaper and you know he didn't have computer i don't believe he did all of his where he'd call up a broker and you know, pay $100 a trade or whatever. And I said, well, you know, Marvin, there's a better way. You can go online and you know, I ain't going online. There's no way. But anyhow, so, but I got interested in having a business and a business opportunity and everything. Well, uh, about two years later, we moved from Alabama over to uh, El Paso, Texas. We got stationed out there at Fort Bliss. Um, I had been out of the military at that time. I was in the reserves. Uh, but my uh, ex-wife was uh, active duty, and so kind of followed her around. We went out to uh, Fort Bliss, Texas, and by that time, I'd really gotten deep into the financial space, the uh, stocks, and, and this is like 1999 about this time, and you know, you couldn't pick a wrong stock, right? Everything went up that, that year, I believe, and uh, so I thought, you know, I want to, when I want to be a, a financial service, a financial planner or stockbroker or something like that. And so I started researching how to become a stockbroker and I, uh, found a company there locally that had to put an ad to paper. It was a company, his name was Waddell and Reed actually, and, and uh, financial advisor, uh, startup to help you get started. And so I went for an interview and you had to take a little test to make sure you could read and write and do some other stuff. And then, then they pulled you in and they asked you questions and, you know, what you wanted to do and, and whatnot. And so I I uh, passed the test and everything. And they said, well, we think you'd be good at, at uh, financial services, but because you just moved here, you don't have a large warm market list. And they say it's very difficult to start if you don't have, uh, you know, your friends and family to go sell financial services to, right? So I, I uh, decided, uh, they said, well, come back if you, you know, in six months and we'll see where you're at there. And I'm like, you know, that's just ridiculous, right? 
And at the same time, I was researching uh, the best oil. I had ordered a F-150 four-wheel drive off-road package when we returned from Germany. And this would have been like 1996, 97, and before we got to Alabama. So I was researching the best oil for it. And I found this company called Amsoil, synthetic oil company. This guy that I met online, he's like, uh, you can go 25,000 miles or one year on an oil change. And I'm like, yeah, you're bullshitting me there, right? There's no way. This this stuff ain't real. It's, and uh, so, But I kept doing research, asking questions. I kept uh, going and uh, talking to other people and everything. And, and it was true. And, and I learned about the company and the quality of the products and everything and, and decided to uh, buy that synthetic oil for my truck. And, uh, and the guy said, oh, at this, uh, by the way, you know, you could become an Amsoil dealer. And, well, how do you do that? And I said, that sounds intriguing because, you know, every car or truck, everything needs oil for it to go. And this is, you know, in the 90s before we had uh, electronic vehicles. But even those vehicles uh, still have lubrication needs. Uh, so I, I decided to become an Amsoil dealer. It was uh, $20 a year to get started and I signed up and they didn't, you know, there was no interview or anything. I just sent in $25, $20 in my uh, social security number. It's 1099 business and and uh, this would have been like November of 1999 uh, before the stock market crashed and went down. So I'm still interested in the financial services but I decided to do this Amsoil thing and give it a go. And I took all of uh, December to learn about the company and the products. I read through the uh, business manual and you had to take a, uh, you could take a test. It was called a T1 certification test. And it was an extra $20, $20 for that, I think, to get the booklet, take the test, send it off and prove that you knew a little bit about something. And so I then uh, decided to uh, uh, go out. On January 1st is when I'm going to start launch the business. January 1st of the year 2000. That's when I got started as an entrepreneur. I went out and started uh, focused on retail retailers, uh, places that carry the products for me. And and so I uh, went around and did that and had my first account set up uh, over on Dyer Avenue in uh, El Paso, Texas, little motorcycle shop. I basically begged him said look you don't even have to order right now you could just sign up and have an account and uh, we'll see where it goes from there I signed him up and a couple months later decided to place an order and uh, had got a bunch of places in that El Paso area and all the while I had been building the the business side of it online learned how to do my own website this was back in the day when it was uh, you had to learn HTML and put the little codes and all that stuff in there it's not like the plug-and-play you can do today but I built my own website for my for for my business. It's called uh, lube-direct.com, and, and I built it from scratch and didn't have anything to go off of. I did that, and then I decided to um, keep building the business. and And uh, I was kind of getting frustrated because I didn't have any mentorship. And then I was able to get in touch with uh, the person who became uh, a friend and mentor, uh, David Bell. And uh, so what happened was is uh, they were doing a, a training in May of 2000. And where was it at? It was in uh, Austin, uh, not Austin, Texas, uh, Dallas, Texas. It was in Dallas, Texas. That's right. So 
uh, decided to go to this training. So if you know I'm going to be involved at the business, I'm going to learn all I can and I want to go to this training. Uh, and, and I just knew I was going to be successful. I knew I was going to be so successful. I went out and bought a, a, a brand new BMW motorcycle and it happened to be in, in, uh, not Austin, uh, San Antonio. It, used to be, it was down in San Antonio. So I went down to San Antonio and, and, uh, picked up this motorcycle after I uh, went to the Amsoil training. And that's where I met uh, my mentor, David Bell. And he had been in the company already, uh, for, uh, you know, 10 or 15 years and top, top, uh, dealer, him and his wife, Carol, David and Carol Bell, they um, were top dealers already in the company. And uh, he took me under his wing and I, you know, cause I showed that I was really interested in building the business and, 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 you know, asked a lot of questions and, and I put forth the effort. I was actually going out and building the business. And uh, I remember he had a top dealer after I met him, he had this top dealer newsletter and I had gotten on it. I said, can I get on your, this is back when you send it in paper copy and he sent paper copy for a long, long time. And so I did that and uh, got that, uh, got on the top dealer newsletter and, and he started a, a monthly teleconference and I got on the teleconference and I would tell people what I'm doing and, and I would listen to what other people are doing and I'd integrate what worked for them and what would work for me and kept building the business uh, all along, uh, you know, I just learned a lot of things on being an entrepreneur. I learned, you know, how to uh, follow up with customers. I had, I learned how to make uh, sales copy. I learned how to, you know, write complete sentences. I already knew how to write complete sentences, but you know, you have to send out letters to people, and uh, you know, you wanted to convey a message, and you want to be able to have the people read it. So you had to. You know, make sure you did all those things you learned in school, but you forgot over the last six or eight years that you had been uh, out, you know, playing army and doing other stuff. But uh, I then um, moved to Virginia and kept building the business, but I had to get a, I had to get a job because it was more expensive in Virginia. We bought a house and, and we lived in El Paso. We lived on uh, government housing at the military base. And so I... After riding that motorcycle, I, I didn't want to ship it because I, I said, you know, I don't want them to damage this BMW motorcycle. I drove this bike to Virginia Beach, and uh, my goal when I went, when I drove, is like we were going to find a house to live in. So we found a house, and uh, on the first day, I did. And uh, then I, I said, well, you know, if I'm going to, it's more expensive here, I'm going to get a job. So I looked in the newspaper, and uh, I found uh, a place that was customer service. I didn't want to do sales because I'm already doing sales with my with my Amsoil business. I bet I'll do customer service. That's kind of like sales, but you know you don't have that pressure of of selling stuff, right? You're just following up with people. And so I I did that. Well, I got an interview for it, and when I had ridden there, all I brought was like motorcycle riding clothes, like blue jeans and a and a blue jean shirt and some you know stuff like that i didn't bring any interview clothes at all and so i went into the interview and i said listen i rode my motorcycle here from el paso uh, we're moving here next month and uh, this is all i got but i used all of the skills that i had developed uh, following up with customers and and uh you know sending out emails and you know making my own website and all that stuff I, and and i use that in my um resume to the people and they hired me right on the spot and I got hired uh uh so I tell people I got <laughs> I made a thirty thousand dollar a year job that's what I started out at thirty thousand uh in blue jeans it was kind of kind of kind of kind of comical 
Uh, but I told him, look, look, I got this, you know, little side business. And I said, you know, sometimes I have to get calls or, you know, I'm, I'm not that I won't uh, take them, but I'll, you know, I'm working this business and that's, I'm not giving that up to come work for you guys. And they were perfectly fine with that. So my little side hustle is what you want to call it. So fast forward, I, you know, I kept building the business and, and learned about entrepreneurship and, and making more money. Uh, around 2005, I got divorced and uh, decided, you know, I didn't want to work for that company anymore. I wanted to just make a go of it as full-time as an Amsoil dealer. And I really buckled down. So from 2000 to 2005, it was building, but it wasn't anywhere near full-time income. Uh, 2005 rolls around. I'm like, oh gosh, what am I going to do? Uh, divorce, no full-time job. Uh, and I happened to be still in the, in the military at the time, uh, the National Guard Reserves. And uh, I was able to integrate in some extra duty with that. There was more of part-time, but I could do it as I wanted, uh, which allowed me the time to go out during the day and build the business up. So from 05 to 08, I really was rocking the business. I just kept kept getting more and more customers, buying more products and, and building it up and building my team up. And uh, till it became a full-time income in around 2008 or nine, uh, I mean, it was, I mean, it was really solidly building every single month. I just added more customers and whatnot. And so uh, that's, that's kind of the story of that, of, as far as uh, being an entrepreneur from 2008 to 2000, you know, 2018, which is 10 more years, business is uh, rock solid. It builds, a, makes us a full-time plus income. Uh, work from home. I get to do what I want, where I want, when I want, for however long I want, and I get to do it with whoever I want. You know, so uh, got remarried uh, to my beautiful bride Alicia, and uh, she works the business with me. She quit a six-figure job uh, to come stay at home and work with us, and uh, she's uh, integrated in with the. Uh, uh, and she loves working side by side with me. Her office is next to mine, and we work our businesses together. Currently, have uh, three businesses, and so we'll we'll talk about that a little bit. But uh, the Amsel business is our primary income, and then in about 2005, uh, my mentor again, David Bell, uh, had been always sending out all these uh, thank you cards and congratulations and all that stuff, and and I thought, well, I need to send out cards. Come to find out, he had his uh, his uh, eighty year year old mother was in a nursing home, and he say, uh, "Here, fill out all these cards." And she had great penmanship, and he he'd tell her what to write, and she'd do them all and send them out to people. And I'm like, "Well, I got to find a better way." Number one, I don't have a eighty year old uh, mother that's in a nursing home, and uh, my handwriting is terrible because I had gotten an F in uh, handwriting. I'm left handed, if if that's I don't guess any excuse, but it is uh, what it is, and I. Uh, found this company called send out cards and it had just been around for about a year uh maybe a year and a half and it's a greeting card service they actually send out the cards but you make the card online so you design it and put what you want to say you type it in there and then when you click send they then print the card for you they put it in an envelope with a first class stamp and they send it all for less than what you can get a greeting card at a, at a uh you know a, a store 
I thought, well, that's, this is it. And so I'd uh, signed up to use it. And, you know, again, it was just like Angela. It's like, oh, you can become a distributor of this send-out card. And I say, well, it was like 100 more bucks to sign up for. I said, well, you never know. I'll run into somebody that else might have a need to send cards and gifts. And and uh, lo and behold, I became a distributor in that. Never really interested in building that as another business. But I, uh, when I met my uh, wife, Alicia, I would send her some cards in the mail and... Uh, we were dating and everything and, and so I said uh, she had never met anybody as an entrepreneur she'd worked you know her whole life in uh, in uh, as a project manager uh, for a company and so I said well you know this would be a good little thing you're traveling a lot you know maybe you run into people that have a need for cards right she said yeah I'll sign up so I signed signed her up the only person I really ever um, got as a myself as a distributor when we both did it together then of course we we um, were able to uh, build the business, but uh, I, so I I've been using that since 2005. Brought Alicia on about 2009 as a distributor. We got married in 2011, and uh, since then we've been building send out cards and Amsoil. Then um, that's kind of how that worked. But then 2008 was when we had the big uh, downside of um, the uh, housing crisis and the stock market and all that stuff and so 2008 i'm like what the heck's going on you know i've been in, interested in finance my whole entire life and like what the heck what's causing this and why is it happening and so that turned me on to looking into how money works and how money is created and and then i stumbled into like ron paul the federal reserve you know and the fed and all that stuff i became a big, huge fan of ron paul when he ran for president in 2008 and then 2012 and uh, got involved with the Austrian economics and understanding the uh, Austrian business cycle and started following people. I remember uh, watching, you know, some of these economics people telling tell them what's going on and why it's happened because what really happened in 2008 was really caused from the 2000 crash. It's just people took that bubble when it deflated the dot-com bubble and they put that in the real estate and then the real estate bubbled up and then they were doing the subprime loans because the market was so hot and so that bubble is grazed up and uh, currently in 2018 uh, that bubble that, that collapsed created another bubble which was back in the stock market again and uh, I think it's just it's just called the business cycle and so uh, things get overinflated because of the Federal Reserve playing uh, mechanic with the interest rates. And when people have low interest rates, they borrow more money than what they should. And they put it into projects that don't, um, that maybe aren't the best, wisest move. And so they do that. And then, um, so fast forward 2013, a friend of mine I had met at a uh networking conference the year before in 2012 he says hey i'm coming to nashville and i uh, thought maybe we grab coffee and I, I really didn't know what he did at this networking thing but i just stayed in touch and he stayed in touch with me and uh so well, what are you coming to nashville for and he says well i'm going to this thing it's called the night of clarity and the night of clarity was uh, uh i had looked at it because i had saw advertisements that ron paul was a featured speaker at it and i'm like well, that's interesting but it was like 70 bucks to go see ron paul speak and i'm like yeah i'm not I like I like Ron Paul, but I'm not like a fanboy, right? So I I said, well, you know, maybe another time, but it's not for me, right? So I, then I 
I, uh, he called me and he said, I'm going to this. I said, well, what exactly is this night of clarity? And he says, well, he says, it's all based on this Austrian economics and how, how to uh, remove yourself from the Federal Reserve banking cartel system, right? And I'm like, oh, what is that all about, right? And uh, he says, you got to get this book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And I'm like, okay, well, send it to me. I'll read it. So I read it. And this is like two weeks before the, the conference that was going on down there. And uh, so I read this book, Becoming Your Own Banker. And uh, what uh, I was like, this is, you know, I thought, man, this is, where's this been my whole life? This is amazing. And uh, I got to learn more about it. Because I thought, well, it's either, it's too good to be true. It's either a scam or it works, right? And so, so I went to the. I said, "Well, I'm going to go to the conference." And I, I, I talked to my buddy, and he says, "Well, it's like five hundred dollars for the whole weekend if you really want to learn about it." And and the the Ron Paul thing is just a piece of it. And I was like, "Okay, well, I talked it over the leash." And I said, "You know, if we're going to you know do this, put our money into it, maybe we should. I'd rather lose five hundred bucks than you know put our life savings into something that's uh, that's a scam and and uh, you know lose everything." So I went. I spent five hundred bucks. Went to this conference. I met a bunch of people there and and uh, learned that it was true and that it's been around for a long period of time. And so we started doing. Uh, what they call infinite banking uh, or uh, becoming your own banker. We started doing that in 2013, um, around September of 2013. We got policies for ourselves, put uh, or started putting our money into it, our and using it as our savings vehicle uh, because uh, there's a bunch of new reasons why. But so we started doing it, and uh, fast forward about six months, we started telling other people about, hey, have you heard of this infinite banking? Have you? Uh, you know, become your own banker and whatnot. And uh, a couple of people were interested. And I said, well, I'm going to put you in touch with my, with my guy. So I call my guy up and he says, uh, I said, is there any way to get like any kind of referral, you know, money or anything? He says, well, I can't, I can't do that. I can't pay you because you have to be licensed. I said, well, how hard is it to get licensed? Right. He's like, well, you just go get your life insurance license. Went and did that. And, uh, uh, got my license. I referred him a person. And I first, he split the commission with me and he gave me like 1200 bucks from this. I'm like, what? Maybe I need to do this myself. <laughs> and uh, so I had, uh, at that first night of clarity, I'd met a guy on the, on the elevator, a little backstory here. I met this guy because uh, I had the Amsoil hat on. I had a, a, a sport coat on and some slacks and an Amsoil hat, baseball cap. And a guy was on the elevator and he says, oh, Amsoil, that's good stuff. Get off the I get off the uh, elevator thinking I'm going to sell this guy some Amsoil, which he had been using it already, and uh, we met and changed business cards and and uh, I would call him every once in a while and he'd answer a few questions for me and and whatnot. But he had a company that um, worked similar to the Amsoil business where I could come on as an independent uh, financial services advisor. For the infinite banking so i said well can i do this alongside with amsoil he says oh yeah perfectly you could you know and just as you bring you know, talk to people about infinite banking you can uh bring them on board they'd be your customer or your client or whatever and so uh that's when that was born and i haven't looked back i and i tell people uh, for the infinite banking side of it so look i have a full-time income i don't i don't need to do this i do it because i'm passionate about people and i like financial services and i like understanding how money works and uh, so since about 20, uh, I spent about 2014 uh, researching and learning and figuring out and implementing it in our own lives. And then 2015, we launched what we call Dynasty Wealth Partners. 
That's our third company that we have, Dynasty Wealth Partners. And I, um, reason I did that is because I always thought to myself, even before I ever got involved with it, when I was like a younger person, I thought, well, you know, if every successive generation took from what they learned and the, you know, the, the, the value and, and the, uh, and the wealth that's built, how come I don't have anything to show for it? Right. My grandparents were hardworking people worked in steel mills. You know, my parents both worked, uh, you know, full-time jobs, great work ethic, nothing to show for it because they don't understand how money worked. And now, uh, I understand it. And so I want to be able to pass on for multi-generations. So this is not my generation, but I want to leave a legacy that is going to be there not only for my kids, but my grandchildren, my great-grandchildren, and so forth. And so I always equate it to, like, say, uh, you know, starting starting out with nothing is like, hey, you don't even have a computer, right? And so you don't leave anything. I'd rather leave my kids off with, a, you know, the best computers out available or starting out without electricity, everybody's born you don't have electricity and you got to figure out how to make electricity you got to figure out how to get it to your house and you got to make all these things was that or would you rather start out with hey 2018 and you get all of the things that electricity has to do with that's just amazing so that's what that's the way uh i look at leaving a legacy and and building wealth that is for future generations so um so that's how it began um and uh you know, I've gone for the, like you say, the last 18 years, I'm, I've been an entrepreneur and teaching other people how to become entrepreneurs and helping people get what they want. Of course, we all had our struggles. There's times that I uh, wanted to quit and just go get a job. Sometimes I feel that way, but I don't ever. Uh, it's, uh, it's been a great journey. And my goal is to find, you know, those struggling entrepreneurs that, uh, that, may need some guidance and hopefully with these calls uh, or calls with these podcasts uh, and I plan on doing interviews and having guests on and talking about books that I've read and my experiences and you know step-by-step process of hey I want to get started as an entrepreneur but I don't know what I want to do or how to do it or how to get started we're going to go through all those things Uh, again this is the my show Michael Sparks Entrepreneur Show uh, and, uh, yeah, I love a little, I'm a spark, uh, spark in that, uh, that idea, spark in the ideas that will turn into a wildfire because that's what happened to me. So, uh, speaking of that, I want to give a shout out to another entrepreneur, a friend of mine I met, uh, his name is Dave Hauser. He's over in Connecticut and, uh, he's made the move. This guy, he's just, he's something else. He had, uh, quit his, uh, full-time 20-year career as a strength and conditioning coach for a university to pursue his own life as an entrepreneur, and he just jumped right into it. And uh, he's also started his own podcast, The Chronicle is Journey to Freedom, and uh, we're looking forward to uh, seeing Dave do good things. He's working with us in our insurance business, and uh, we're glad to uh, have that relationship. Uh, and this is all the power of the internet, you know, and the power, understanding the power of reaching out to somebody to provide some value to them. And that's all I did was reach out and say, Hey, can I answer any questions? He was just getting started. Had his, he already had his insurance uh, license, but let me help you. And if I can do anything for you and we created a relationship and uh, you know, hopefully as things progress and we'll, you know, build this together. So his, his name's Dave Hauser and he's uh, he's over in Connecticut again. 
Um, I'll try to link to something on my uh, on this call notes so that you can check him out. But uh, probably just go to Facebook and look up Dave Hauser, H-O-U-S-E-R, and it's probably a good place to find him. So, a um, couple other things I want to talk about. Really, uh, there's always going to be setbacks, and I don't want to make it. Well, why did it take you so long to be full time in it? And you know, why why are you where you are today? And it's like. You see some of these people that just zoom right up, but you don't always know the backstory. You don't know what their abilities were beforehand. So you can never compare yourself to where somebody else is at with their skills and, you know, their connections and all that stuff. You know, some some things, I'm a procrastinator. Like today is the 6th of January. I was going to launch this thing on January 1st. What the heck happened, right? <laughs> things get in the way. I'm going to start at January 1st and it's already six days late. It is what it is, right? It's life. Um, so, you know, some things I'm lazy on. I just, you know, I just, things happen and, uh, you know, I am lazy sometimes. But uh, then there's the times I'm doubtful in my abilities of what, you know, like, what am I going to talk about on this podcast? And is it going to be successful? And, you know, why am I, why am I doubting myself? I've been doing a, uh, an AMSL dealer training call for like four years and I've got all, those are basically podcasts. And then I've been doing a podcast for that for about three or four months where I can just talk myself so that but it's all about you know the Amsoil and I wanted to go broad with this podcast talking about entrepreneurial ideas and helping people that way but uh, I can come up with many excuses uh, uh, in the end I am where I am because this is where I need to be I need to go through all the experiences uh, and uh, have all those to keep moving forward and keep growing uh, but my thing is, is, don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. There's always going to be naysayers out there. There's always going to be negative people. There's even negative news. I mean, people watch that news on the television or whatever, and and it 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 sucks it sucks life energy out of you. If you can turn off the news, I don't. We don't even have TV, so I don't watch it. The only news I get is you know a Facebook feed, and I can turn it off if I want. You know, I don't really. People ask me what Trump did today, and I'm like, I don't know. I don't follow that stuff. I'm I'm busy working my business, helping people, providing value. So, another thing I was gonna say: uh, skills that that might be negative, that that uh, or, or things that might be labeled as a negative, but are also a skill. So, when I was a young person, like in school, a grade school, I was labeled as always a smart ass. And uh, I always would ask why, and I'd always look at other, you know, like, you know, why, why, why? And uh, so, we're, you know, you're always being a smart ass. That's how I just remember that happening. And uh, this led me to, uh, to understanding that if you ask always, you're going to, it's going to allow you to then live on the edge. And so what living on the edge is, and I'm going to probably talk about this many times over the years and sitting here holding, holding a, a coin, but there's how many sides of a coin are there, you know, right? We have the heads and we have the tails, but really all, all coins have a third side. It's called the edge and living on the edge allows you to see both sides, sees both the heads and the tails. And it's, what it does is help you make a objective argument or a decision or an objective decision because you're looking at things both both sides like I, hey i can talk to people that are both um you know one political party or another because i can balance between both of them i'm not one or the other i'm not republican or democrat 
I look at both and I think, you know, hey, let's look at this objectively. And I think some of those people that are so far on either side, they just cannot get along. And I, I'm, I've always been a person. I can get along with just about anybody. I can, I really can. And uh, uh, it was always a, a thing that I like. I had many friends in high school and different cliques. I could, I could, I was like a chameleon. I could hang out with the jock people for a while. I could hang out with the, with the, uh, you know, rough and tumble crowd. I could hang out with the. Uh, the drug guys or whatever, I did all that. So I've been there, done that. Um, on this first episode, though, I do want to uh, reach out and uh, do uh, talk about my mentors that really have been a positive impact in my life. And at first, obviously, it's my parents. They had they have great work ethic. My parents both worked uh, full-time jobs. My mom's at her 70s, and I'd like to get her on here to do a call with it with this one of these days. So I'm gonna that's uh, on my list. But my mom uh, is a great role model and has great work ethic. And all the people in my family, my brothers and sisters, all have uh, great work ethic. So that's one thing you get to have is that self determination. Show up, uh, do a good job, provide value. That's what we're paid for. So, and then next, my band director uh, gave discipline and, and a determination to accomplish something. And uh, uh, if it wasn't for being in band and having a great band director, I can't even imagine what life would have been like because I joined the Army band uh, right out of high school. I knew I wouldn't get to work in a factory. Uh, I worked at a dairy, you know, like I'm not going to do this the rest of my life. So I think, ooh, Army band, I get to play music. Uh, it's not all it's cracked up to be, folks, but it was. Uh, interesting and challenging and uh, being in the army gave me uh, the ability to grow up a little bit and uh, run and get into a lot of diverse uh, people and cultures you know grew up in a little farm town in Ohio was not a lot of diversity I'm just telling you right now Uh, and being in the military you got to have to deal with all different types of people from every walk of life and every corner of the globe it's really pretty cool so uh, thanks to my band director that kept me going and I was able to accomplish something and joined uh, the army band. Got to talk about Marvin kick again. We talked earlier, 82 mode, 70 lawns, retired from three companies, was in world war two and was a wise steward of his money. And I saw that and wanted to be like that. So, uh, Al Amatuzio, uh, he provided the vehicle, the vision, and the unwavering commitment to the Amsoil dealer network and Amsoil Inc. Uh, that's a mentor to me that I followed, that I had met. Uh, I was have privileged to meet uh, Al many times over the the 18 years that I was an Amsoil dealer. He unfortunately passed away several years ago, but I'm uh, blessed to be part of the Amsoil company. Uh, if you haven't checked out Amsoil, you really should. It's a great company. Uh, David and Carol Bell, who I strive to be like in our Amsoil business, they are mentors and have guided me on this journey of being uh, successful in Amsoil. Uh, Cody Bateman, uh, for changing lives one card at a time and by sending out love, peace, gratitude, and positivity to the world. Uh, It's not just about thanking your customers anymore. It's about creating relationships and uh, gra- giving gratitude and when you give that out to the world it comes back to you jordan adler and chance really talk about jordan but jordan uh was the fellow that uh called me when i was looking in the send out cards i had reached out to several people online never called me back so i called the company up i called up uh, send out cards and i asked hey does anybody want to sell this uh, product because i'm ready to buy about 10 minutes later jordan calls me 
and uh, he was top top level earner in the company and so I was directly sponsored by Jordan Adler uh, and he's a multi-million dollar earner great super great guy he's a, got a servant leadership and uh, we're thanking for his knowledge and his motivation uh, for us to seek our beach money if you haven't read beach money uh, something you should check out uh, you just go to Amazon and type in beach money by Jordan Adler and uh, you'll be glad you did so glad we connected in 2005 uh, Nelson Nash the in uh, discoverer he didn't invent this he discovered the infinite banking concept and uh, where you been all my life Nelson uh, love you like a father and your ideas have changed our financial lives we appreciate it John Webster uh, MPG wealth and he's uh, uh, I want to thank him for taking up the slack where David Bell left off uh, when he passed away five years ago and for being my friend and my advisor my confidant and uh, on our new journey into the infinite banking concept and uh, so John Webster with MPG Wealth, Kim Butler with Prosperity Economics uh, she's got a uh, tireless servant leadership in the in Prosperity Economics movement her books and videos and comments and what she provides to financial advisors in our space of Prosperity Economics uh, has really helped educate me and uh, the use of her tools that I'm able to use I really enjoy that so Kim Butler shout out to her and uh, this isn't the only list but last but not and definitely not least is my friend and the love of my life my wife Alicia Sparks as well as many others uh, but uh, with her without her I don't know what I'd be able to do it's great being able to work side by side with your spouse and we get to do great things and we get to enjoy each other and we're looking to see where this thing takes us on the next uh you know 50 years of our lives because uh it's a great uh, great feeling so uh, well folks uh, you have to seek out others and who you want to be like so seek out and you shall find mentors will give freely of their knowledge all you have to do is ask uh, i can't make anybody into an entrepreneur uh, all I can do is give uh, the desire to take control over your own time. I can't give, uh, can't give you the want to have financial freedom. You have to want that yourself. And you have, then you have to take the steps. I can show you the path. I can leave clues. I can show you how to make your own way. But you're the one that has to take that first step as an entrepreneur. Um, I'm just here and I just tell you what I've done and, and give my story and hopefully that story uh, goes out and does something for you. Uh, and this first uh, episode is a wrap, folks, and I really appreciate uh, I'm not sure how many will have listened to this, but if you've made it this far, congratulations on seeing something through to the completion, at least for today. So that's your first step is that you saw this to completion. And if you liked our, this episode or you like my podcast, uh, I'd love for you to uh, subscribe and share and comment on that. Uh, there'll be a, a variety of uh, platforms like uh, Stitcher and uh, shooting for Apple, iTunes, and, and any other thing. Uh, they call it a pod, uh, podcast fetcher. Whatever you use, you know, just kind of give us a good review if you could. Uh, and if you want to connect with me somehow, I, the best place would be uh, www.michaelsparks.us. That's michaelsparks.us. Or if you're on Facebook, you can go to my Facebook page, which is uh, forward slash master the hustle. That's my business page for Michael Sparks. And then search, search for me on LinkedIn. Again, it's uh, Michael Sparks on LinkedIn as well. So uh, LinkedIn. 
then slash Michael Sparks. Um, and I'm in Tennessee, so if, if there's multiple ones, uh, you can find me. Um, just uh, leave you guys with a quote. 5% of people think, 10% of people think they think, and the other 85% would rather die than think. That was by Thomas Edison.